Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Six pounds, pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologian. We are here today to put the her in Spiritual. <laughs> no. Spiritual. Spiritual. My name is Summer Love Yeager. <laughs> here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. <laughs> Sorry I did that. I am. Um, I just want to apologize everyone out there wow this is a rare moment <laughs> sorry usually we unapologetically she and her today we're apologetically Woo, doing it sorry that i did that um so today before i left to come here um i had a bit of a crazy morning and uh i did this thing where as i was doing it i was having to apologize to everybody um but it was the right thing to do so you know that's kind of funny like you're doing the right thing but you're like, sorry, <laughs> this is how this is. I know this right. is painful Yep, for everyone else, mm-hmm. but it's the right thing to do. But um, Ransom, I found a food that he'll eat and it's exclusively mashed avocado. Good choice, though. Which I mean, he it's the first food that he will has expressed any sort of interest in. OK, I think avocado was Georgia's first food. She wasn't super picky about a lot of foods yeah but he just doesn't care and i mean he doesn't necessarily he doesn't even need solid food yeah it's just fun and he's like i know what i want he knows what he wants i know where it comes from and he knows it he does <laughs> he also well and he'll also the other thing he'll eat i don't call it food but it's those little teether oh the little like strip sort of ricey cracker things, things. yeah mm-hmm. he has a lot of fun with those but the first food that he'll eat that he's I mean I've given him I've tried everything the boy does not he does not care he doesn't want it he doesn't want a puree he doesn't care if it's a fruit or if it's chicken he's not interested hmm. he doesn't want sweet potatoes he doesn't want any of it but anyway so but uh <laughs> as I'm handing it to him and then I'm going to leave <laughs> I look back as I'm walking out the door and I'm like I love you and he's just green <laughs> Just his face is green. He's got a green mustache. He's got green he eyebrows. He just dove right in. He's got, at one point. He's I, wearing a mask. He's doing he a little self-care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though I have like a silicone bowl that'll stick to the tray, it wasn't sticking. Okay. And so I look over at one point and he has the bowl and his face is just in the bowl. So then I had to like clean the tray and make sure it's stuck because. He will stick his One face. He will spa stick. treatment is enough <laughs> <Yeah>. for the day. <laughs> anyway, sorry to everyone I left behind to clean that up. Yeah. I'd do it if I was there. Right. But I'm not. <laughs> I had to run. Yeah. Anyway. That <laughs> That's was, hilarious. That was my. What a little cutie. Peace. 
And even cuter green, probably. So cute and green. He's so the color of milk. He's so pale. Yeah. Just the palest. Little white boy. Yeah. We go outside, I promise, but um, he's just the palest baby I've ever seen. (laughs) His skin is like see through. He's so pale. (laughs) And he loves being outside, and we go outside, but his natural coloring is a glass of milk. What do you. I feel like the girls tan. They do. Oh, but that's not from me, so. Oh, okay. We'll right. see. We'll see what <laughs> Ransom's doing. We'll see. Okay. Gotcha. Because, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't feel like your complexion changes very much. No. Mm-mm. When you, even when you've spent time in the sun. No, when I was a teenager, it did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I'd go to Long Island and we'd spend summers on the beaches, uh, I would get pretty tan. But mm-hmm. I have to, like, spend the summer. Like, intentionally working <laughs> to do it. <laughs> to get there. Gotcha. But no, no. Oh, I have, I have to laugh. We have to bring this up. Um, okay. So since your announcement last week, yes, that you're moving, mm-hmm. uh, we must have wound. We our our your story must have been windy, and <laughs> I guess that's possible. <laughs> I I mean yes, it felt surreal to say it's possible. So I did. I feel like I did distance myself a little from it what did i say i'm like i think i know the details of what i said but the exact words i have received so many messages from people that live in not the same states that are so excited that you're moving there so i mean the states are closer like things are much closer together over there than they are on this side okay of the country to to everyone in and now I'm getting confused because of all the messages. <laughs> there was actually several moments this week where I was like, wait, is she moving to Arkansas? <laughs> wait, hold on. Okay. So to all of the people who are excited that Joy is moving to Texas, West Texas, East Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, and potentially Georgia, I we should say sorry. <laughs> Because I'm almost positive she's not moving to any of those places. I am not. Uh, so I will be moving to West Monroe, Louisiana. West Monroe, not yeah. West Texas. Right. Not West Arkansas. Yes. Not North Georgia. I may have said in the announcement, I may have said my husband is from East Texas. You did. You but, did, which is why I think there was some... Conv- that makes sense. Right. Now, granted... It is more northern Louisiana, and like for the person, I mean Mississippi, like Not more far. than likely the I'd have to look at a map. The airport that I will fly out of when I travel will be in Mississippi. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're like right in between Shreveport, Louisiana, and Jackson, Mississippi. I'm looking this up. Okay, and it's very close to Arkansas. It is like. It's close to a lot of... It is very close to Arkansas. Right. And yeah, we're not... I'm not used to that. I'm not used to driving two hours and being in another state. Wow. That doesn't happen for us here. You're so much closer to Dallas than I thought. Okay, anyway. I know. Maps, right? Wow. Do you ever think about how cra- like, crazy maps are? Right. Yes. Like the, the first people that would just 
they'd be like i'm just gonna go figure out what's over there and then i'm gonna like draw it yeah and like measure it yeah so in one and of, then i'm gonna yeah. be like this is like put this in a book that's yeah. what's over there you know that you see this like shape uh-huh that's what's over there <laughs> with my homeschool material is a a map one of the earliest maps of the world before they knew before they'd really gotten uh west of the mississippi mm-hmm. <laughs> ever like in the map making world right. <laughs> um and it's just a hilarious map because they had a rough idea of yeah. what north and south america looked like but when i say rough i mean rough yeah idea of what it looked like but yeah anyway okay or even matthew and i once watched a documentary on the guy that created uh, he basically created the tool that allows you to travel uh, across like longitudinal lines mm-hmm. latitudinal latit that's not a word latitudinal <laughs> latitudinal <laughs> um <laughs> But basically across the ocean, like when you don't have any reference point for. Right. Okay. Like what, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. It's like all it takes for you to be lost on the ocean is like go to sleep. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't, never. I'm never. When I closed my eyes. I will never recover from this, <laughs> actually. <laughs> what but just yeah, happened. So he basically made like a special compass that allowed you to do that. And I was just wow. like, Wow. Oh, I'm sure glad someone yeah. not from this culture had to figure that out. I, I, well, I won't be too cynical. We, we, uh, we figured a lot out. Oh yeah, microchips. Yeah, microchips is on your list of things. Like this is how we know we figured things out. <laughs> I just mean like microchips, wireless internet. <laughs> we're you know we're still doing it, but I need to stop looking at this map because I'm just way too entertained. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I just think of people like some guy sort of like stumbling out of a forest. <laughs> I have drawn a map a of tribe, this. A tribe being like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, I just like drew all, what's the this whole thing? Or like, you mean like the trees behind you? No, I mean like an above view of the whole land. The whole thing. Okay, so it's very mountainous <laughs> over there with like lots of cliffs. Like, how did you do that had well, to be done i just measured it i'm honestly leave it to a man it's like do you have anything on you to measure it this, yes it's a man thing to do the maps drawing maps being super interested in maps this is what men do i really genuinely i mean yeah do, do, no it just was it women that did started all no, this I've never, drama no i've never well in regards to the guy who traveled across the ocean <laughs> In regards to I would that, have been like, I would have been like, well, obviously we can't travel across that. We don't know what's over there. Seriously. We know what's here. So we should just stay, stay here. here. I know that it's I can live great here. here. <laughs> Not sure I can live over what if there. It's nothing over there. Do you even know? What are we going to do when we close our eyes to go to bed <laughs> have you ever, and we lose track of our direction? Have you ever considered that some some of the men <laughs> who did this thought that at some point they could fall off of it? I mean, yes. Right. <laughs> like at some point. True. I could fall off the edge of the of the earth and I'm on my way. Right. <laughs> That's what these I'll dudes... be the first one to do it. I'll tell you what. If someone's going to fall off, it's going to be me. <laughs> 
no one is getting there before <laughs> me. I'll just yell as I'm going over the edge. It was me. I'll just yell really loud. I won. First. I won. first. <laughs> it's like the impulse that kids have when you open the pizza box to like stick their finger in the pizza so oh. they they get that piece. I'm convinced that's just such a guy thing to do. My piece. Stick your finger in the cheese. Call it dibs. No one else wants it. Dibs on that. <laughs> anyway, okay. Wow. We really... What a journey we just took. <laughs> right over the cliffs. The edge of the, of the world, one could say. Whew. All well, right. Imagine, or even, I guess, conversely, imagine just being like, there's something there. Like, am I seeing that right? Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, wow. What is that place? Right. And then, and then getting going. off and being like, what's that fruit? Yeah. Oh, is that a tomato? Okay. It's also a young man's game because <clears throat> I remember being 16. I had to have been at least 16 because we could drive. And my friend's mom played kind of a prank on us where she sent us to a ghost town. But what she didn't tell us, like to visit this fun ghost town up north. Okay. Like just go see the sites. It's really right. cool. What she didn't tell us was that about like 20 people still live there. In <laughs> <laughs> like buses that they've converted into their homes. Um, And as I say this out loud, I'm like, wow, this was really, I don't know that I'd do this to my 16 year old daughter. But anyway, um. So we went and we went at night because that's fun because we're 16 and we're like off-roading in a Jeep. And And the word ghost is in ghost town. So like you got to up the creep factor. Having a great time. And anyway, young man's game because you couldn't pay me to go out into the middle (laughs) of the pitch black desert now to find anything with the word ghost in it. Um, Well, well, now that what I've decided is that it would actually potentially be so fun to go to a ghost town and like dress up in the traditional garb <laughs> and just wait for people to show up. Well, we showed up at and night then be ghostly because we got lost. And so we showed up at night. And like I said, it's the middle of nowhere. So it's right. pitch black. And all we have are the headlights on my friend's car. And we thought we were in a ghost town. But as I mentioned, there's about 20 people that live there. So we got out of the Jeep to explore the ghost town. And what did I hear? But a baby crying. (gasps) Oh, oh, wow. Which Hmm. was when I immediately dropped the knife I was carrying, (laughs) which was a Christmas present. It's my first knife. First knife. And got back in the car and told my friend to drive really fast. So, <laughs> but the next day, again, this is a young man's game. The next day, I was like, can we please go back for my knife during the daytime? Because I just got it and I really want my knife back. Yeah. And also, I'm really curious as to why I heard a baby crying. My friend was like, you're crazy. You didn't hear that. And I'm like, no, I heard a baby crying. And I'm saying all of this in front of her mom, who didn't say a <gasps> word. <laughs> what? We went back the next day. We found my knife. Well, and this is when we discovered that about 20 people live yeah, which, there. If you think about it, it's probably much more terrifying 
to hear a car roll into your tiny town where no one comes. Yes. And then be like, why is there a knife? On why the is it? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Showed up with a knife. Someone showed up with a knife in the middle of the night. We gave them the, we were all giving each other excitement. And right. none of us meant to. Right. <laughs> none of us meant to give anyone any excitement. It was excitement. the most excitement that little town had seen <laughs> since the gold rush. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Um, should we announce our next book club pick? Oh, yeah. We should because Let's do we're it. finishing up The Pastor's Wife this week. And uh, somehow, you guys, somehow, someone's always asking me how to join book club. So I'm going to tell you again. Now's your moment. And I'm saying again with a little bit of a... Like a eyebrow. I'm telling you again. Again. Again, you guys. Someone's not listening. You're not paying attention. <laughs> you go to patreon.com slash theologians. It's all there. Every book club. Every book club meeting. Every discussion we've ever had. It is all there at patreon.com slash theologians. They're all available to you. Right there. And you can join us uh, for our next round. That is happening in a couple weeks. And uh, the book we wanted, this is, uh, leave it to us. We're weird. We wanted to read someone dead, um, like, you know, an older Christian that's no longer with us. Yes. From time past. And um, my favorite old timey Christian to read is J.C. Ryle. And I was telling Joy, I was like, you know, I really enjoyed his book, Thoughts for Young Men. And Joy really seized on that. She felt very strongly. She was like, well, everyone knows a young man. It's true. <laughs> and J.C. Ryle's great. Yeah. So we are going to be reading Thoughts for Young Men. And um, you might think that's a weird book club pick. And... Um, well, you can tell him why you think it's not. No, yeah, I just think uh, we all know a young man. Some, some, I mean, depending on what you would define, I guess, as a young man. Yeah. Some of us are married to young men. Some of us are the parents of young men. Um, some of us, I would, I mean, I would venture to say all of us have young men in our churches. But I don't know. I think it's interesting for a group of ladies that talk to and about women so often, which is entirely appropriate. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> it seems like there's a little something. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. n nothing wrong with understanding a man mm -hmm. and from his from a man's perspective and yep. own mm -hmm. writing. Yeah, I so I have read it, and um, I will say there are things that I read in this book that stuck with me so profoundly as a mom uh, and someone who just wants to raise sons that are godly, capable, dangerous in all the right ways, right? Self controlled, thoughtful. Um, a lot of things that he said really stuck with me. And yeah. so it's yeah, a short it, book too. It, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. get through it. So if you're not sure how, if you're like, uh, I don't have time for extra reading or I don't know if I have time for this. This is a shorter book. So it could be kind of like, we also dip your toes in. Like, we'll go through it quick, just naturally. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to, we're not, 
doing it just to fly through it. No. So it's worth reading. It might be a good time to jump in because I think the reading will be very yeah manageable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, manageable. Sorry about that. But um, so yeah, thoughts for young man men by J C Ryle. Um, I think it's like ninety nine cents on Kindle. Uh, and we do all of that at patreon.com slash sheologians, and you can join us there. Yes, okay. you should. This is also your your topic. Yeah. You had a bee We've in your bonnet. We've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure. Of course. Um, But yeah, I wanted to talk about open-mindedness. Mm-hmm. The premier virtue <laughs> of our current <laughs> world. Premier. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Okay. So it is considered a good thing, a Mm -hmm. holy thing almost, Mm -hmm. like I said, virtuous, Yep. to hear every argument, hear every position, Mm -hmm. listen to every statement, Mm -hmm. opinion. Thing that comes into anyone's brain <laughs> ever, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think that we should just be ready to challenge that thinking, okay, in ourselves, okay. Because a lot of us, certainly, if you are around our age, which by the way, Summer and I are both the same age Finally. again. We're both 34. Finally. It happened. I've been waiting weeks for this that moment. <laughs> two little two months is always like a little... Okay. Respect your elders. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back. Um I yeah, all jokes aside, you if you're especially if you're around our age, if you're around 34, you have whether you really have thought about it a lot or not, mm. you have grown up in a world where this is a virtue inherently. Mm-hmm. There is value. There is um, goodness in not being quick to dismiss what people think and feel. Mm. Um, and I, th- I think it happens for a lot of reasons. Um, I guess maybe one of the main reasons that I we can kind of jump on is just that it, in my mind it's become virtuous to claim to not know anything. Oh yeah. Um, like objective, any like anyone who claims yeah. to actually know mm-hmm. for sure yeah. something yeah. is being close-minded, mm-hmm. and they're not. Um, that's sort of synonymous with superstitious, mm-hmm. religious. Mm-hmm. Um, puritanical Mm -hmm. uh, like well how could you a finite human being claim to know for sure right even though I'm just going to go ahead and say they're kind of being very staunch in their own opinion which is that you can't know anything it just so happens that they're and how do you know you can't know right their opinion (laughs) happens to be that you can't know anything for sure but they do very strongly hold to that opinion but for sure you can't know anything (laughs) almost like you could know it for sure (laughs) yeah no it's extremely true but it really has it's really snuck into the church a lot and i know that even for me um 
you know, I've had moments where I've had to really mm. think like, okay, like, why would it not be wrong to respond mm. this way? Yeah. Why would it not be wrong? Like if you were in a conversation with someone, maybe an evangelism situation, maybe your family, who knows? Why would it not be wrong to control the conversation, mm -hmm. redirect the conversation where it needs to go mm -hmm. um, instead of bouncing all over the place and jumping from why would God, why would good God let bad things happen to mm. just textual evidence to mm -hmm. like, I don't believe that the flood, blah, 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 you know, like, um, yeah. So I think that it's, it's, it's a problem for a lot of reasons. Strategically, it's a problem. Um, but even in terms of worldview and and just our belief, our faith, it's a problem. Mm. I legitimately, I and I witness it somewhat regularly just from answering emails, seeing social media. There is almost this like willingness to believe that if someone who is a perverse, secular, um, sinful, proudly sinning, it's like because they believe they're they like what they believe is so strong because they're living that way. Obviously, they strongly believe it. <laughs> um, it's almost like, wouldn't it be good to hear their perspective? Yeah, because maybe I would hear like if they, if they if they so strongly believe it, there must be a reason why. And I would like to hear a reason why. But I feel like often it's just like. I'm a sinner who it's loves my rebellion. sin. Yeah. yeah. So I think two two things are happening. Number one, we live in a time where people believe that their feelings give them special insight into reality. And that's not true. So just because you feel something strongly is not actually a special insight into anything that's actually happening. So for example, if you are a man who strongly feels that you are a woman, that's actually not giving you insight into your womanhood. Um, your strong feeling there does not comport with reality and therefore it should be thrown away. Right. But I think that's one of the first thing that's happening is <clears throat> this person has a strong feeling and a strong belief and that's feeling and, and strong feeling has become synonymous with facts and reality. Um, and then number two, I think the framing of the word is already putting you on your heels rhetorically. And what I mean by that is it's kind of the same thing as somebody saying they're pro-choice. It really actually hides what they're actually saying intentionally. Right. It intentionally obfuscates the issue uh, which is if you're saying you're pro-choice, it's not actually that you want people to choose. What you're saying is I am pro killing an unborn child, but I'm going to frame it in such a way right. that it's going to make you sound anti-choice and who can be anti-choice. Right. It's the same thing with being quote unquote open-minded where yep. it's like, well, being closed-minded can't be good. It's like, well, are you close-minded towards close-mindedness? <laughs> Where do we draw so the line? I think oh, it's is a... this your arbitrary standard? <laughs> There's a two-pronged approach here that just doesn't, that's unhelpful. 
Um, and I think that as Christians, if you're coming up against someone who's claiming that you're just being closed minded, I think you're already dealing with somebody who is intentionally reframing the issue and has a worldview that is humanistic because it's built on feelings giving us special insight into truth because it doesn't actually matter if your mind is quote open or closed whatever the heck that means because your mind doesn't determine truth at all your right. feelings don't determine truth at all right um and so we've we've changed it to it reveals what kind of person you are yes Yes, exactly. Just like the pro-choice uh, rhetoric, which is like, well, what you're saying is that you're against people having medical freedom and right. it makes the issue about something that the issue is not about. Mm -hmm. And so whenever someone wants to make the issue about something that it's not about, you can know that they either are completely ignorant and have just listened to what they've been told or they are malicious in their intentions and they have guilt like they want they uh, what decent person wants to go, hey, I totally believe we should kill babies. No, no decent person right. wants that to be their platform. Mm -hmm. um, and they know that. And so they make it about something else. They yeah. call it something else. So I think that's what's happening with the open-minded, closed-minded. I think it's a real like rhetorical um, ploy. But so for how does a Christian get around that? Um uh, this makes me think of just like a, I want to have like a very cool, calm, like Greg Kokel approach type <laughs> of thing to that where it's like, I'm f like the mind I want to have is the mind of Christ. Yeah. I was going to say single minded. I want to be single minded and I want to, that's, I want to have the mind of Christ and yeah. that's, that's your job as a Christian. Um, so I am open to anything that can be, uh, submitted to or come from scripture. So if it's from general revelation and it comports with scripture, great. Like I'm open to that. Oh, my brain is, things. my brain is love them all. 100% open to love that. Um, and, and then, and that actually to an extension of that is that that is what makes me a virtuous person. Oh yeah. 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 Being like Christ. Cause virtue. Yeah is also an determined, objective standard yes. determined by scripture. Determined by scripture, yes. <laughs> um, so our job is to, as Christians, think God's thoughts after him. So I am totally fine with that being, like, if that, and that does mean that my mind is closed off to many things as possible truths. If Praise it, God. It, yeah, my mind is totally closed uh, to anything that would come up against what God has already revealed as truth. And I don't find that to be like an insult. Like if somebody was like, Oh, you're so close minded to like the LGBTQ or, or whatever, I would say like, yeah, because God's already spoken on that. So if God's spoken, then the issue, the issue is closed. It's not my mind that's closed. It's right. the issue that has been put to bed entirely. Yeah. Um, and I don't need to have some high flighty toity way of getting around what's already been closed and spoken in scripture yeah yeah i think it's it's very much and that's where the whole like growing up with that sort of indoctrinating factor is where you just have to say you just have to remind yourself like i don't i don't want to belong oh yeah. to that 
to that so-called yeah. virtuous group that knows nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Can you they imagine? know that very firmly that they know nothing. Ugh. And there's this sort of like intellect and, and, uh, and morality associated with claiming that yeah. they may not know. They may be surprised. They may. What is that? You're so right about that being like a, a well, virtue. Well, it's so that like bohemian, that? like I, because there's so much like it, in a way it's like false humility because you are accepting the your tininess in this mm. vast, vast universe, but it's false humility, false humility mm. because real humility is not you bowing before a powerful and large universe. Mm. It's you falling and bowing before an enormous God. And so it's like a, it is a reframing yeah. of it's basically their way of, uh, of another way that they borrow from a Christian worldview. Mm. They're like, they, <laughs> they take the picture of man fallen before God, mm. like prostrate, mm-hmm. but, and they just like erase God. And then they put this like knowledge intelligence, which is our God currently, like, like the man made, man man's discovery what we have figured out so far what we have what we can touch and taste and see and look at what we've Mm. what look what we've discovered Mm. and um but also saying Mm. like well we've discovered so much but who am i just a simple man Mm. to say and and like whether something is true or not. Mm. And then I do think you have this, it's where philosophy rightly so gets a lot of it's uh, not that there aren't great conversations to be had about it, Sure, but it gets this very like room full of people who are like, what if the world is like this? And this one's <laughs> like, what if we all are attracted to our mothers? Uh. Or what if we, you know, and it's just like, Okay, like I, I see where some of your observations are coming from. But again, this is all just your own standard. And so that's what it's really just, it's, it's really glorifying this idea. Like if you are going to say that people can just think what they want and feel what they want, then you can't have any Any truth. truth. You and you can't. Yeah, you can't like you there's you have to be willing to say, well, everyone's just, everyone's just going to think things that disagree with mine. The only people that I really have a problem with that think differently than mine are people that say that I might 100% be wrong. And so might all the other people. It's interesting too, because in every real world situation I can think of where I've heard someone say something akin to that, oh, this person is free to think what they want. This person's free to feel what they want. Typically what they mean is this person is free to think and feel what they want as long as it's not Christian. Yeah. As long as it's not, as long as there's no certainty that would drive that person to tell me that what I think is wrong is wrong or what that another mm-hmm. person would think is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, my daughter actually said Even that Even though they're she telling like, you what they think yeah, is wrong. She was like, <laughs> You know, these people keep saying I can believe whatever I want, believe whatever I want. But then when I tell them I believe in the Bible, they're like, well, just not that. Right. Whatever you want, just not 
Jesus. Like whatever you want, just not the Bible. Like pick something else is all is like almost always what it Be comes more down open-minded. to. You're so young. How do you yeah. know for sure? Um, because I've been supernaturally transformed. <laughs> whatever you want, just not Christian. Just not that. Just not that. And I, I, I really I, do feel like if you dig down, that's really what's going to be at the bottom. Oh yeah. Do you of hear every some argument. of the stupid crap people are saying they believe? <laughs> yeah. Chris charging your crystals in the sun. <laughs> I know. But if I, I know. if I said, "Oh, how nice. Oh, there's a crystal shop on every corner now." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "No, I believe mm-hmm. that uh Jesus is the son of god mm-hmm. he is the par- a part of the trinity yeah. that's superstitious <laughs> um and he came as an actual man mm-hmm. and died an actual death so that our sins could be covered mm-hmm. and he's he, he says clearly homosexuality is wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. an abomination yeah and you can't be a christian and right. be living in that sin but if you believe that that's crazy but also i put this salt rock over my doorpost to keep the bad juju out is there a crystal for the gay <laughs> is there a crystal for that <laughs> i'm sure there is i'm sure there make is. you have it <laughs> i'm like i don't like people are want they're trying yeah okay well um so what's the what is the cure for the stupidity um don't be afraid yeah and uh if if someone's standard of what's true and virtuous Mm. does not align with the real standard of what's true and virtuous you need not worry if there's if what they're saying is true or virtuous yeah (laughs) um and and that may that's a very simple message well and i think for christians the don't be afraid really comes to play in uh don't be afraid to say so so i think the gospel of nice is that like oh we just kind of let everybody believe what they want like you don't want to cause any confrontation um but if you're a christian you need to expect that uh you are going to Jesus promised conflict with the world. He promised that you will experience conflict with your closest neighbors, your closest family members. Um, and it's really not mean to just say, I don't believe that. Yeah, it's not mean. No, it's not mean. It but just, if their feelings are hurt, it's because the scripture's mm-hmm. condemnation of how they're living is mm-hmm. what they're feeling. That's mm-hmm. that's what their emotion mm-hmm is in relation to mm-hmm. um but especially like here it's really good to uh a great way to fight off the gaslighting <laughs> is to just be like i didn't say it mean i didn't mean it mean i just said yeah what i believe <laughs> like yeah. i didn't get heated i didn't get impatient mm-hmm. i just I just said, I don't believe, I don't agree with that. I yeah. Don't believe you. Um, yeah. That's and not I, what scripture says. And if you're having a conversation, I think it's it's not mean to say, oh, I see where you're going, but we were actually talking about this. So can we finish talking about this before we 
move on to another thing or right. or do you, are you saying you don't have an answer to what I'm saying and then we can move on like it's not it's not mean to not hear every little thing that comes out of a person's mouth now obviously there is a line where you have to figure out what's disrespectful and if you're trying to have a conversation with someone specifically yeah. someone you love cutting them off at every turn probably not a great idea but I'm also what I'm also not saying is it's not wrong mm. to act like you have the only standard. Yeah. As, if they if someone is going off into delusion, like I am not going to be pretend I'm not going to be participating I'm in a delusion. Yeah, I'm not going with you. Yeah, not in going order with you. to make someone feel, feel better, better or perceive yeah. Yeah. that I am a virtuous person. That is not right. the testimony of Christ. The testimony of Christ is not and then if if a person with a delusion ask for your cloak you give it to him and you walk 10 miles into crazy town (laughs) (laughs) that's not what the scripture says (laughs) yeah you know go along to get along doesn't work in the long run because i think a lot of people falsely believe that there is a third way that um you can have peace with the world i'm so glad that you're saying that because that's what it is that's what open-mindedness is. And when Christians do the open-mindedness thing, they're pretending that there is a third way. That is our that is our delusion. Mm-hmm. Like the world may have its own separate delusion, things like a man can be a woman, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But our delusion is that we can in the church peace. is that there is a third way mm-hmm. that is not described in scripture mm-hmm. and that like there will be, yeah. there's no fight in between what we believe and what other people believe. It's almost like we, mm-hmm. we falsely give credit to the open-minded. Mm-hmm. We think, well, they said they're open-minded. They said they're virtuous. Mm-hmm. Surely they'll be able to hear. Yeah. They can't. No. They can't hear. No. And I think all the big Eva evangelical intelligentsia really are pushing hard for a third way. And they want to make things that are inherently not Christian behaviors have some sort of Christian veneer so that they don't have to take hard stances. Yeah. Not taking a hard stance is what gets you book deals and it's what gets you conference. And it's like, well, you know, I believe that Jesus was God. So my opinion on whether Christians can sodomize each other is, you know, doesn't that's you can't, I'm not a heretic because Jesus is God. And it's like, no, (laughs) um, no, (laughs) No, we aren't making peace. I see what you're doing. <laughs> we aren't making peace no. with the ways of the world. Um, and you are not going to get to be a cool kid. Uh, right. You're not going to get a seat at the table if you are not interested in making peace with these things, unfortunately. Yeah. I, it, what just popped into my head is that that um, pick me, like a pick uh, me. Mm-hmm. Usually it's relating to girls like that it's like a feminist term for like girls that are trying to make traditional men like them yeah but don't be a world pick me (laughs) oh don't be a christian trying to gain the affections of so bad the world oh yeah i saw this guy i don't remember his name at this point but just like he could not look gayer he could not have a harder lisp and just, oh, climate change, you know, just it's so real. But, you know, because we have to love God's creation. And it's like, yeah, this is gay. Please stop. I'm sorry. This is the gayest thing I've ever seen. 
um, that wasn't explicitly gay. Right. <laughs> um, and so that there is no third way. There's no, I'm not open-minded to any of that. And, um, but it, I think that's what it is. It's an attempt at making peace with what we ought not even be trying to make peace with. That guy's my feminist of the week. I um maybe off the top of your head you can contribute to my list here. Okay. But I wrote a short list of things I am yes. not open minded about. Yes. Okay. Okay. I got yeah. Let's Sexuality. Go. Okay. Closed. See through outfits. <laughs> okay. At first I thought you said elephants. Elephants. And I was like, are there? Where did you see where that? Where have you seen? Why are you against that? I am pro <laughs> see through. No, I'm not. Ew. <laughs> Oh, that'd be disgusting, actually. Well, yeah, I guess it would be like body oh. worlds that... What a blessing skin is. <laughs> and that it's not... For real. See-through. Can the largest organ, guys. Shout out. Shout out to the largest <laughs> organ this week. Skin. <laughs> it is not... Except for Ransom. <laughs> slightly see-through. Sli- slightly. I've actually seen his capillaries. So... But yeah, okay. see-through outfits. Okay. No pants outfits. Oh, which is a new thing. Anti. It's a new thing. I'm very anti. Thank you, Kendall Jenner. Yeah. And whoever else. I'm anti Kendall Jenner. Uh, child murder. I'm also anti that. Yes. Otherwise known as abortion. Otherwise known as choice. Just in case you thought for some reason you could like read open-mindedness in my statement. I just want to be clear. I am anti. I'm completely closed-minded. I'm anti sending your kids to public school as missionaries. (laughs) I am anti children, child missionaries. Perfect. (laughs) I am anti um, cilantro. Oh, what? Sorry. Not even open-minded. No. Hmm. I thought I liked cilantro, and then I bought some, and now I'm anti. So that happened. How interesting. Did you like it previously? Yeah, something happened. Pregnancy, I think. Okay. Because you know how now I'm allergic to figs all of a sudden? Right. Anti-fig. I'm anti-fig. I'm anti-cilantro. I'm anti that gay guy talking about climate change. (laughs) Um... Let's see. What else am I anti? Anti bureaucratic red tape. I'm anti red tape for sure. Um, man, I I haven't had enough sleep, but I to come you're up. You're like with, I have a list. I do have a list of things I'm very against. Well, now you're thinking about it. Yeah. So just check in on Twitter. You guys will see her list. <laughs> if you you get on my Twitter this week and it's just like it's like climate change. <laughs> Send tweet. Cheese Danish. <laughs> Oh, okay. I love cheese. Just cheese Danish with like a thumbs down. <laughs> right. I'm just going to, after I post this episode, I'm just going to like post all these. Just like a string of words. <laughs> BPAs. <laughs> Pesticides. <laughs> Chex mix. <laughs> Ate that stuff. <laughs> well, we all know the little toasts are the only good part. They are. They're the, the only, they're the only Unless good you want to like have muddy buddies my husband okay oh my husband <laughs> he wanted is he a Chex Mix sympathizer <laughs> worse oh gosh worse than Chex Mix <laughs> he asked me to get him some sort of bran cereal like I'm at the store and I'm like anything uh, here I am in a menagerie okay but I do like a little bran with like a menagerie <laughs> Of food options. And the man 
said a bran cereal, which was the first time in my life I had to find out what is a bran cereal. <laughs> I'm standing in the cereal aisle and I'm like, what's a bran? I'm yeah. Googling uh-huh. bran. Yep. <laughs> I still couldn't tell what you is a brand? what is a bran. <laughs> I don't know what a bran is. And his favorite cereal is called Cracklin' Oat Bran. Okay. What is that? I th- well, see, I might be like... You like the Bran cereal? Uh, well... Can you tell me what Bran is? I mean, I like... I feel like you can't. I don't know how much I like he- actually healthy Bran cereal, <laughs> but I do like grape nuts. See, he said anything but grape nuts. Oh, okay. So we divide I grew up eating issue. grape nuts. My mom would chop... With a slice of banana. banana. And, oh, and some cold milk. Well, I as think opposed it's, to warm milk? I think it's because it... <laughs> well, I just mean like super cold. Like, you know. Can you guys keep your milk on but the it counter? Takes like, it house? takes like three hours for it to even start getting soggy, which is what I like. I do not like any soggy. Ugh, but we had non-fat milk, so... <laughs> I mean, that's no, gotta milk have pretending whole. to be water. Yeah. It was horrible. Right. The banana helped. Right. But- Anyway, I don't know how we got here. Bran. Yeah, I know. I've made a lot of bran muffins in my life. They always sold to the very least. Absolutely. If that surprises anyone. No. But it's like a... Bran is like a type of... Um, it's like a grain, you know I what? guess, for lack of a better word. My husband But is, it's high in he fiber. He knows about grains. He also made me eat this grain the other day that I've never had in my life. Oh, no. It's not a lentil. It's a... Oh, it tasted like a... A warm it tasted like an oatmeal almost but it's grits. not it wasn't grits um, he made it in a soup with like sausage what was that i don't know what it was i don't know i'm like trying to think i'm like couscous it wasn't couscous. what was that i'm gonna text him i'll just have to tell you guys next week what <laughs> Sit was at the edge that? of your seats what was that weird I did. <laughs> if I texted him, what was that weird thing you put in that soup that one time? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what kind what? of answer we're going to get back. <laughs> well, because also he made soup last weekend when we were all sick and he put, he couldn't taste anything. So my husband is a great soup maker. Right. Like he can make a He's sauce. He can make a sauce on a soup just like you wouldn't believe. Uh-huh. But he was sick. So when he started adding the cayenne and he was taste testing as he went, um, he also couldn't taste the cayenne. So all that to say, we're a little little soup clear. We're recovering from (laughs) the soup. Yeah. We're recovering. But and it just keeps getting spicier the longer it sits in the fridge. (laughs) Was so spicy. And he was so sick. He couldn't taste it. He was just like, really? Like, and I'm well, over I can't there, taste like, anything, but my sinuses are very clear. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> Man, what was that? I'll tell you guys next week. Okay, anyway, we've gone on too long. Um, yep. I was going to play this song you guys keep asking me about, uh, Thief to King. Keep getting this message every week. Who was that that you're playing? It's Thief to King, and they're awesome. Anyway... You guys can uh, leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475, and we'll see you next week. See ya.